to welcome you to Grace Presbyterian Church. My name is John Denton, and I'm the pastor here, and it is going to be a wonderful Sunday. We are ordaining and installing our incoming deacons and elders, and it is so great to have them here today with us and to be able to take part in this worship service together. So welcome to Grace. I do want to point out a couple things. You have um, in your pew rack a communication card. You can, uh, if you don't have one, you can look in the pew rack behind you or in front of you. Uh, this has a QR code on it. You can scan it with your phone and fill it out uh, on your phone online, or you can uh, pencil it in and put it in the offering plates in the back as you leave. But we would love to keep you informed on what's going on here at Grace. We have a newsletter we send out, a weekly email blast, and just a bunch of information for you to help keep you and your family up to date with what's going on. Inside of your bulletin, you also have a sermon card. And during the sermon, we go through the sermon card and you're welcome to follow along with notes. I have uh, one completed after worship as well, if you ever want to know those sermon points, if you just didn't get them filled in. We have 2023 giving statements that are available in the back of the church today, and they'll also be in the office this week. So if you happen to be at home and need them, or if you need them mailed out to you for our online viewers, you can reach out to Christy in the office. For those of you eagerly waiting your giving statement, they are in the back. We also have our flower arrangements and greeter signups. We have beautiful flowers every Sunday. So if you would want, if you ever want to celebrate an anniversary, a birthday, a special date, the signups are in the narthex right now. So you can go back there after worship, put your name on the date, and make sure that you can remember that important date. We also have greeter signups and usher signups as well in the back. I know we had some uh, new faces handing out bulletins today. And if you just thought, hey, I would love to greet people at church, uh, talk with Sue Bouchard and she can show you on the uh, sign-up sheet how to sign up for that as well. Let us continue to worship the Lord. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. church. I used to wake up my kids sometimes, and when they're a teenager, they love this. Good morning. Time to get up. They did not like that, but anyhow, let us come. Let us start to worship our Lord. Let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you are able, and join me now in our responsive call to worship. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You discern my thoughts from far away. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. I praise you, Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. I try to count them. They are more than sand. Let us worship God. Pray with me now, please. You are the rock of our salvation, O God, the source of our strength. You are the fountainhead from which flow living waters. When our souls thirst after righteousness, your justice sustains us. In need of encouragement, we behold your power and glory. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. With our lips, we praise you. We raise our voices in the company of believers and call on your name. Fill us now with your Holy Spirit and nourish us by your presence. Amen. Please remain standing if you're able and uh, let's sing about that living water. Let's come to the river, okay?
Everyone, you may be seated. Thank you. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Confident in God's grace, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray together the prayer in unison. O Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy upon us as we make our confession. We grow lax in our discipline, and we disobey Christ. Our faith is flabby when put to the test. Our courage vanishes in the face of temptation. Our joints stiffen when we call upon act. We confess loyalty while our bodies deny commitment. Have mercy upon us and forgive us our sins. In a few moments of silence, please let us confess our sins before the Lord. The assurance of God's grace is declared in the name of Jesus Christ. We accept God's forgiveness, confident that in dying to sin, Christ raises us to new life. Hear Paul's words when he writes, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Christ mercifully paid the price for our sin. Through him, we may approach God with our temples made clean. 
believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. As God's forgiven people, let us turn to our neighbor and greet them with the love and peace of Christ by saying, may the peace of Christ be with you. Greet your neighbors freely.
right, kids. We would love to invite up all of our kids for the children's message today. Children, come on up. Looks like you have Miss Maria. Good morning, Miss Maria. All right. What's up, Skipper? Good morning. Good morning, church family. Buenos dias. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. You can say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Jameson. Jameson. Sailor. Sailor. Skipper. Skipper. Sonny. Sonny. Angelina. Angelina. Zoe, Zoe. Did you guys listen to that? Listen to, did you listen for your name? Who do you think was calling out your name? Jesus? Yes. Well, this story is about God calling Samuel. And Samuel was a young boy. He was a sleepy kind of kid. And God called him. Three times, Samuel, 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 just like what you heard just a little bit ago, you know, when your parents also call out your name, you know, when you're in the back of the room and they're yelling out, Jameson, where are you? Zoe, where are you? Yes. So this is a story about listening, listening. And so Samuel thought that God was calling Eli because they lived in the temple, like what we, our church, like a church. And he thought he was calling to, he was calling Eli. Then he realized finally that he was, he was trying to get his attention. Samuel. How do you think Samuel felt when he, when God called his name? How do you think he felt? Probably scared. Happy. Yes. Yes, when God calls us, yes, sometimes it's, yeah, kind of, kind of nervous. Who's calling my name, right? So what I like to do today is, church, you're going to help me out, okay? So children, I want you to stand up. Stand up. Badansen, stand up. And so when I point to you, I want you to say, Samuel, Samuel, and then I want us, you to respond by saying, here I am, Lord. Okay? Let's practice. Let's practice. Ready? us, Father, to serve you in so many different ways. Help us serve you um, with the talents and gifts that you give us in our communities, in our churches, and to help others in need. We love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. See you later, kids. Have a great time at Sunday school. Oh, man. That was great, Miss Maria. Gracias. <laughs> Our first scripture lesson for today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. Hear now the word of the Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and, saw, and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? Jesus replied, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. 
Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I'm sorry, last one. Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The word of our Lord. If you can, please stand as we sing, Come Thy Fount of Every Blessing. You may be seated. If you would, pull out the Bible you brought with you, your pew Bible, or fire up that mobile phone app, and turn to 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, here I am. Then he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me? But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord again called, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me? But he said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said, Go lie down, and if he calls you again, you shall say, 
Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. The word of the Lord. Bow your heads in prayer with me, if you would. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We each have entered into the sanctuary from our own place of life, Lord. Some of us scurried in here, maybe just anticipating a word. Others probably walked in slow, not sure why they showed up today, but here we are. No matter what posture we brought into worship with us, Lord, no matter what our week has held or how heavy our minds and hearts might be, we ask that in this time that you level the playing field, that you clear our minds, clear our hearts, and let us hear your word proclaimed today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. After reading this passage, it seems to me that God's people had gone into maintenance mode. Stuff had been lackluster, dark times. The light was getting dim, we're told. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. God had not been heard in a while. Doesn't sound that great, does it? You can shake your head no. I, no, okay. It doesn't sound that great, does it? Okay, here we go. I know I require some participation. I'm sorry, it's just just who I am. So I always expect that like firm no head shake. So things didn't seem that great, did it? No. Eli and his family had been more involved in their own self-interest then in God's call. Haven't we been there? Our plans start to override God's plan. We often even see it play out in these stories about large churches where fallout happens. Maybe you hear claims of a narcissistic leader, toxic cultures, people acting with their own self-interest in mind, and you think, what's going on here? But as we read in 1 Samuel, this culture isn't something new, right? These things happen where leaders start thinking about themselves. This was going on with God's very own people. Hope was fading. And then what happens? God calls Samuel. Samuel went to Eli three times before Eli even understood what God was up to. Eli, did you call me? Yeah, Eli, what, what, what do you need, Eli? Are you sure, Eli? Are you sure you didn't say anything? But we learn that God calls, God names, and God reveals the Lord's word. So God calls, God names, and God reveals the Lord's word. Like I said in your bulletin, you have sermon notes, you can feel free to follow along. It's only three points today, guys. So if you want to follow along, now's a great day to get started, right? Three points. But the first point is this. God, God calls even when the light is going out. God calls even when the light is going out. Amen to that? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a bold proclamation for today. Even when stuff feels dimly lit. God calls in those moments. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, and visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was laying down in his room. But the lamp of God had not yet gone out. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. The sanctuary lights were still on, Right? As, well, as long as we can keep the lights on, we're doing something, right? Yeah? That's what I've been told, at least. Yeah. That's a thank you, choir. <laughs> but this, this should give us great hope, shouldn't it? 
the lights are still on. There's some hope left. But even when things feel dim, even when God feels far away, like God hasn't spoke for a while, how long had that been? Even when it feels like all is lost, do you know something? God is there. But wait, it gets better. God just isn't there, but God calls us out of those places. God delivers his people out of those times. In all of human history, have there been hard times? We could go back through and we could name them, couldn't we? And say, look at these hard times. Absolutely. Look at the hard times in our own lives. But guess what? God is there. Even in the best of times, God's there, right? So whether the light's going out or the light's burning bright, God is in those times as well. There have been amazing seasons of ministry. There have been times when God's will is clear and our direction is firm. And there have been other times where we're kind of like, what, <laughs> what do we do now, right? I think that's the, your sophomore year of college when you do that, yeah. And then your parents say, no, don't change your major. That will make the cost go way up. But um, no, that's, that's a conversation for another day, okay? Another day. But I, I love our church. I love Grace Presbyterian Church. And I, I love hearing the stories. You know, I've had coffee with most of you, I think. If I haven't had coffee with you, by the way, I would love to have coffee with you. I'd love to have breakfast with you. We can go to Silverback. It's a lot of fun. But I, I'd love to hear your story. But I love hearing stories about Grace Presbyterian Church. I love hearing about vacation Bible camps with hundreds of kids, seeing the pictures of a full nursery. And I was in the nursery the other night, and there's uh, pictures of kids uh, who were, I guess, nursery age all on the wall. And I happened to see most of those kids on Christmas Eve, and now they're like 25. But it is, it's incredible, though, hearing those stories hearing about adding a service, going to multiple services, just to make sure that people had a seat in the pew. Amazing. But guess what? I, I don't think God's done here. I really don't. When I, every time I walk onto the campus, as a matter of fact, I get that feeling, that feeling that God is leading us to do a new thing. Right? That feeling inside. I think in our scripture lesson, it says that tingly feeling came about. Like all of a sudden you knew, like, wow, the spirit is here. We're doing something new. The next point is this. God calls us by name. God calls us by name. Good thing, too. It took a couple times, right? It took a couple times. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And the Lord called him, Samuel, Samuel. And what does Samuel say? Yes. Who's there? Who is it? What do you want? Maybe that's how our incoming deacons and elders felt. I mean, I know we have some new deacons and elders who are going to be installed today, ordained today. Maybe you felt that way when you got the phone call from Pat, from Scott, from nominating committee saying, hey, we want you to serve. Well, who is this? Well, are you sure? What do you want? We, we know the feeling, don't we? Who is it? God calls us by name. I, I believe it. I believe that God is looking out into our congregation, out into our community, and placing a unique call on each of our lives. Amen? Calling us by name, reaching out. Spencer, Sue, Kim, Tom, Stephen, Ed, Pat. He's calling out to us. He names us. Right? Do you hear it? Do you hear that call? I don't know. It's hard. I, I missed it for a while. I really did. I I was an art major in college, as you can imagine. Um, interesting choice. My parents weren't happy. I told you to get back to it, right? Um, and I wasn't an art history major. Like, that would have been a noble major of, like, museum curation and studying fine arts. Um, I was 
painting in a basement at my college. Yeah, so painting in the basement at my college. Um, it took some time. It took some time for me to hear God calling my name, John. Hey, John, <laughs> it's time to get out of that basement, right? It's time to get out of the basement and go out into the world. But thankfully, God reveals the Lord's will. So the third point is this, that God reveals the Lord's will. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something new in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. It's a great translation. It will make both ears, right? Not just one, but both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. But I, I mean, maybe you've had that feeling, that undoubtable feeling that the Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is present. What does that feel like? I mean, I always felt like asking that question to someone. What does that feel like? But then when you feel it inside, when you feel that unexplainable presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, right? You're aware. Both of your ears are tingling. Thus saith the Lord, I am doing a new thing. God started being heard, right? God went from this dimly lit room where no one could hear him to all of a sudden the ears of Israel were tingling and everyone was excited. God started to be heard again. Samuel was just the beginning of God doing a new thing. Not just judges, not just kings, but the Messiah, Jesus Christ. God says, I am going to do a new thing. So for us, I think we have to ask the question, where are we placing our trust? Are we going to place our trust in our own self-interest, like Eli and his kids? Or are we going to choose to be like Samuel and hear God's call? God is calling us out of that dimly lit room. God is leading us out of the darkness, and God is actively working in the world today, calling, naming, and revealing where we should serve. I think it's easy to be more like Eli, to miss out on the initial plan. I mean, after all, Samuel went to Eli three times, and here the head priest is, and he's not aware that God's calling Samuel. He doesn't, doesn't catch on to that initial plan. But when we hear God speak, it's up to us to say what? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, for your servant is listening. Will we say, speak, Lord? Will we do it? If we never invite God's word into our lives, it's hard to discern it, isn't it? When our name's called out, if we don't say, speak, Lord, how do we move forward from there? Samuel says, speak, and God's will is revealed to him. Then the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something new. I'm doing a new thing. I've been silent, but now I'm going to speak through you. My words will no longer go unheard. The passage concludes that Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all of Israel knew that Samuel was trustworthy. Everyone knew. The Lord's words never went unheard again. Theologian John Golden Gate writes this, God turned Samuel from a busboy in the sanctuary into someone through whom God speaks to Israel. We truly believe it, don't we? That God takes unlikely candidates like you and me, and he leads us to do great things. Are we listening? Are we recognizing God's call? God calls us. God names us. God reveals his perfect will to us. It's up to us to say, speak, for your servant is listening.
Amen. We are so blessed, amen? Yeah. We have a creator who has filled us with life and with purpose. We have a redeemer who walks with us. We have a sustainer in the Holy Spirit who fills us with resurrection power. It's in grateful response to all of those things that we bring our gifts, we bring our tithes, and we bring our offerings. And we invite you to leave them at the back as you exit. Or if you're online, you can just hit the donate now button. If you would, bow your heads and prayer with me. Oh, Heavenly Father, you nourish us by the outpouring of your love. You strengthen us with your enlivening spirit. Our bodies are sustained by your goodness and power. You are the source of every good act we perform and of every talent we possess. These gifts are but a portion of what we have to give. Accept them as signs of our thanksgiving for all you have done. Amen. We are called into the church of Jesus Christ by baptism, and we are marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling, to be disciples and servants of the Lord. Within the community of the church, some are called to a particular service as teaching elders, as ruling elders, and as deacons. Recognizing the importance of each office, the church ordains in order to assure fulfillment of the primary responsibilities of preaching the word and administering the sacraments, ordinary, ordering the governance of the church, and providing for ministries of care and compassion in the world. I would love to invite up our deacons and elders who are here today to be installed and ordained. So our incoming deacons and elders, please come forward. You can stand right here. This is perfect. This is the spot. It's good to see you all. Just right here next to Karen. And Sue and Linda. What an awesome looking crew. I, I told you it was going to be an exciting Sunday. Before we, before we get started with our ordination and installation, let us remember our own baptism by reciting the Apostles' Creed together in unison. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Elders and deacons, I think you're already facing the congregation, so you're starting off on the right track. Yes, good job. I'm going to ask now the questions of ordination. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge him Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Do you? Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be, by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ and the church universal and God's word to you? Do you? Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church as authentic and reliable expositions of what scripture leads us to believe? And do and will you be instructed and led by those who confess as you lead the people of God? Do you? I do. Will you fulfill your ministry and obedience to Jesus Christ under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions? Will you? I will. <laughs> you got it. Will you be governed by our church's polity and will you abide by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Will you? Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? Will you? Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? Do you? Will you pray for and seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love? Will you? For ruling elders. Elders, will you be a faithful ruling elder, watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in councils of the church? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Will you? Deacons, deacons, will you be a faithful deacon, teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendliness and those in need, to the friendless and those in need? And in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Will you? I will. Thank you. All right. It's your turn, church. Are you excited? You've been waiting for this moment of participation. They're ready. Do we, the members of the church, accept Sue Bouchard for the purpose of ordination and installation as a ruling elder, as well as welcoming elders Tom Bryan, Alice Nolf, Pat Sexton, Larry Luther for installation as ruling elders, and Adriana Nolf and Karen England for the purpose of ordination and installation as deacon? as well as welcoming deacons Linda Houston and Terry Jean Sawyer for installation as deacons. Chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus Christ. If so, say, we do. Do we agree to pray for them, to encourage them, to respect their decisions, and to follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is the head of the church? If so, say, we do. In a second, we'll invite up all of our ordained elders and deacons to come forward and to pray over Sue, Adriana, and Karen. This is what we call holy chaos. So if you would, Sue, Adriana, and Karen, you may take a knee here, just where you're at. 
can step forward if you want and take a knee. Sorry. I should have uh, warned you about that. All right. And if you would, now all of our deacons and elders who have been previously ordained and installed, uh, please come forward. You can just surround them, hold your hand in the air over them, place a hand on the shoulder of those around you. Bow your heads and let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise, gracious and eternal God. With joy, we give you thanks and praise. Throughout the ages, you have been faithful to your covenant people, whom you have called out of bondage and redeemed to be your own. In every time and place, you have chosen servants from among your people to point the way to salvation. We are grateful for the ancestors in the faith who followed without fear, placing their trust in you alone. We give you thanks for judges and monarchs who ruled in righteousness and peace. We praise you for prophets and apostles who spoke your bold words of mercy and truth. We thank you for the pastors and teachers who have nurtured your people in faith and in faithfulness. Above all, we praise you for Jesus Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life to set us free. Anointed by your Holy Spirit, he proclaimed your reign on earth, revealing your saving love in all he said and did. Gracious God, pour out your spirit upon your servants, Sue, Adriana, and Karen, whom you have called by baptism as your own. Grant them the same mind that was in Jesus Christ. Give them a spirit of truthfulness, rightly to proclaim your word in Christ Jesus, in the church and in the words and actions of daily living. Give them the gifts of your Holy Spirit to build up the church, to strengthen the common life of your people, and to lead with compassion and vision. In the walk of faith and for the work of ministry, give to your servant Sue, Adriana, and Karen, and to all who serve as deacons and elders among your people, gladness and strength, discipline and hope, humility, humor and courage, and an abiding sense of your presence. Gracious God, pour out your spirit of power and truth upon the whole church, that may we live to be your holy people, baptized to serve you in the world. Sustain the church in ministry, ground us in the gospel, secure our hope in Christ, strengthen our service to the outcasts and increase our love for one another. Show us the transforming power of your grace in our life together, that we may be effective servants of the gospel, offering a compelling witness to the world, to the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us now pray together the prayer that you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, the newly ordained shall stand. And you can help them up if you'd like. You have a lot of people to help you up. A true representation of the church. All right. Sue, you are now a ruling elder in the Church of Jesus Christ. Adriana and Karen, you are now a deacon in the Church of Jesus Christ. Be faithful and true in your ministry so that the whole life, so that for your whole life, you will bear witness to the crucified and risen Christ. Amen. As a church, we are richly blessed to welcome into ministry elders Sue Bouchard, Alice Nolf, and Tom Bryan, and deacons Linda Houston, Terry Jean Sawyer, and Adriana Nolf, and Karen England. You can clap for them one more time, yeah. Thank you, thank you, 
Thank you. I, I can really say that. We would be in trouble without you guys. So thank you for all of your service and leadership. You are just amazing. We also want to thank our outgoing elder who is not here today, but we would love for her to hear those thanks. So thank you to Jane Parker, as well as our outgoing deacon, Sue Bouchard, who has just moved from the care ministry to the ordering of the business of the church. So uh, less cookies and more Robert's rules, I think, is what I've been told. We still have cookies at session, don't worry. I was, I was trying to get it so we had sandwiches at every session meeting, but I was no voted on that. It, it never went to the floor. Sorry, Sue. Sue's like, that wasn't, we didn't talk about that, John. Um, but we thank you. We really do. We thank you for your service, and we look forward to seeing you in another year as uh, Jane enjoys that year off, and then she can come back on. Right, Pat? Yeah. Absolutely. Let us continue to joyfully celebrate what God is doing here at Grace. Please stand and sing together. I want to invite you to remain standing through the charge and benediction. And I also want to invite you to head out to the patio, celebrate with our deacons and elders. We have punch, coffee, uh, treats out there. So it's going to be a great time of fellowship after worship. So head on out to the patio. Don't go through the back door. Go through the side doors. You'll see us out there drinking punch. Yep, good explanation. God calls us, God names us, God reveals his perfect will to us. Let us leave the church today saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert for the Lord is near. Pray for the peace of all God's people. And may God clothe you in Christ's light. May Christ Jesus teach you his ways. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.